Sportsgrid.com. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Oh, yes. Hello. It's Trump Day. How you doing? Now we got to make it louder, Ryan. I feel like it should be louder this morning. Thank you. Come on. Such a good song. When it hits your ears, it's so good. It's so good. Ah, oh, yes. Hello. Okay, we're good now. It's your morning ready. Don't, don't start. I can't don't start. Turn down that rap Thank music. you. Oh my rap God. music. <laughs> it's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Yes, happy Trump Day. It's already halfway through the week. I know it's just started. Granted, I've been up for over three hours, so it feels like I'm halfway done. But we have a lot, we have a lot to go. And uh yeah, it's it's a it's a big day. You know what, Ryan? You may have to get that um <clears throat> the song? The celebration one at some point today. We haven't done it in a while, and I think there's good reason to do that. Uh, so just just stick with me, okay? Just stick with me. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, this is uh, this is this is huge. This is getting even more incredible, okay? Uh, number one about this whole FBI Peter Stroke email scandal stuff like that. Get this. Apparently, Peter Stroke. There's a text that's out there that has been seen where this disgraced FBI agent tells his uh, mistress, FBI lawyer, and she ain't no, she ain't just no FBI lawyer, just random lawyer. She's the, she was the chief legal counsel, this Lisa, um, Lisa Page, chief legal counsel for the deputy director of the FBI. So, I mean, they're all up there. So anyway, apparently, uh, Stroke texted his mistress, Page, and they were talking about the Mueller probe the, the the Mueller investigation into Trump and Russia collusion, even though there's nothing there. And he said, yeah, I don't think I want to join it, basically. I don't think there's there's no there there. So even he at the time knew it was nothing. We even have Van Jones agreeing with him. Remember that Van Jones soundbite? We have to get that one also. There's no there there. So then what 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 is he investigating? What's going on? They're just trying to take down Trump. Also, by the way, apparently one of the texts... Peter Stroke sent was a text to uh, to make sure that nobody has texts captured. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's incredible what's going on. It is it's just nuts. So that's uh, that's the first thing that I think you need to know. The second thing that I think you need to know, and this is a big one, uh, the interview we did yesterday with those two brothers who had uh, their home robbed not once but twice, and. And they called TPD and it took them about seven hours to respond the first day and even longer the next day. And they even called them and said, we see the guys that have our stuff. And they didn't even respond because they're just overrun. Apparently, the Tucson Police Officers Association, the TPOA, TPOA, they heard about this interview because why not, right? I put I put the interview on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, like it and follow it. They shared it. And they say that pretty much what's happening now is the norm. Is the norm. Uh, I will tell you what they wrote in just a second, but that's basically what they say. They are very frustrated. The Tucson Police Officers Association, that's that's the union. Wow. Third thing I think you need to know, 
Uh, Tucson is officially a hands-free town. I know, I know. Washington, D.C. should be hands-free, too. Huh? So should Hollywood and other stuff like that. Don't tell that to the football team. Well, <laughs> what? What? You mean Rich Rod? Uh, anyway. No, the receiver. Oh, hands-free, there you go. I'm thinking, you know, like hands-free. Like, Matt Lauer can never be here. Anyway, um, <laughs> apparently if you drive or text, I mean, when you're driving, and if you're texting on your cell phone, if you're, like, talking on or they do anything, anything, that your hands are on your phone while you're driving, you can get a ticket now. It's a primary offense. It's a primary offense. The only person to vote, the only council person to vote against it was Regina Romero, Councilman Regina Romero. But this is the best part. Again, the reason that she said, I don't understand this. This woman is nuts. Can you can you explain this to me? Regina Romero voted against the, uh, she voted against the, the, the hands-free ordinance being a primary offense because she said it, uh, it targets low-income people. It targets the poor. It targets the poor, and it also invites racial profiling. Does she mean like the people like on those motorized bicycles <laughs> who are on their phone texting while they're going the wrong way down the road? Dude, I don't road? get it to me. It, how poor are you if you're driving in a car on your iPhone or Samsung? These are not cheap things. I mean, you might not have a lot of money, but... What does it matter if you're driving a Range Rover or if you're driving a beat-up 92 Celica? Which is what Ryan drives. Anyway, um, what, what's the... How does, how does that target the, the poor? I, I don't get it. Dude, she's demented. I mean, you're sick. You're seriously... You're mentally ill. All you talk... All you think about is race, 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 race. I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. Um... Three things I think you need to know. By the way, all show long, if you could somehow explain that, because listen, there's there's a chance you can disagree with me, and that's okay. That's okay. I don't. I'm not going to judge you by your being just wrong and stuff like that. But it's okay. I just want to know exactly what that means and how that's possible. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Councilwoman Regina Romero. Worried the offense targets poor people and invites racial profiling. Quote, people of color and underrepresented communities suffer much more of these stops. So if the police, so apparently she's calling the Tucson police racist, by the way. And well, profiling. That, well, and the police should always profile. That's part of their freaking job. I mean, what the hell is going on? Anyway. What? I, it's what their job is. I agree. Thank you. So I'm just trying to figure this out because... You have, okay, like, so you're telling me a Tucson police officer sees a white person in a nice car on his phone. They're not going to pull him over. But if they see a person that's a minority in a car that's old and dilapidated or whatever, they're going to be like, I got to get that one. I mean, is that really? What a sick woman. Which uh, leads me back to this story, by the way. Uh, that the Tucson Police Officers Association uh, shared the interview we did on the show yesterday. It's on my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio app. Search Garrett Lewis, either one, it's up to you. Or you can simply go to KNST.com, and I I shared it there. I also tweeted it out. Uh, It's on my page at KNST.com. And the Tucson Police Officers Association wrote, and when they shared my interview, on this morning's radio show, several callers called in about the, the, the slow or complete lack of response from TPD when they called 911. 
These situations are no longer a rare exception. They are becoming the norm. The TPOA, Tucson Police Officers Association, is also extremely frustrated with our staffing levels that have been created by our attention issues, and we agree our city deserves better. So they're all over this, and they agree. So once again, it's um, it's it's all going back to it's all going back to Chief Magnus, and Chief Magnus shockingly has not responded to my invitations on Twitter. He actually, as of early this morning, I'll check it right now. He hasn't tweeted in four days. I think he's trying to lay low. You know, smart move on his part. Right. So he he has no problem out there, you know, marching to the gay pride parade, MLK, this, that. Go Black celebrate. Well, that yeah, they go celebrate the LGBTQ center opening on Fourth Avenue. But when it comes to actual the actual job of the police, dude's silent. And you can't just blame Magnus on this, by the way, and, and what his policies are. You have to blame the city council and the mayor for hiring this guy. You don't think when they were looking for a new police chief when they were interviewing they're like all right tell us what you're going to do and unless he lied about it they knew exactly what he was going to do and what his priorities are they wanted this so like when dopey steve kazachik wins a uh, re-election because people in tucson are just damn ignorant all right mariano rodriguez loses steve kazachik wins and he's like oh one of my primary things is going to be uh yeah police we got to make sure you Dude, you you hired a guy that is literally destroying the police department, killing morale, and making the community not safe. So you're just, you're stupid and a liar. I'm just going to throw it out there. Because Ajik is stupid and a liar. So it's Magnus, and it's the people that hired him. Again, unless he lied to them about how he wants to be a police chief, what he wants to do, what he wants to concentrate on, his policies. Uh, and, and if he did lie about that, they should come out and say, you know what? He never told us he was going to, you know, just destroy the police force like this and, and make it terrible for the people of Tucson that pay his salary. I'm pretty sure he probably told them exactly what he's going to do. They knew about his background and they thought it was great because he's a, you know, a progressive nut, just like the rest of them on the council and the mayor. And that's why Tucson is unfortunately, uh, as, uh, allegedly Trump would have said a bleephole. Yeah, it's thanks to leadership or horrible. And it's, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Uh, yeah, this guy has, uh, I mean, Magnus had no problem tweeting out on January 19th. Well, no, no, no. Where's, where's the other one? Where's the other one? Where's the other one? Uh, January 18th. Why DACA is crucial to protecting both local communities and our blah, 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 blah. So DACA, DACA being so crucial to protect our communities and our nation. He had no problem uh, retweeting NBC News little clip of Jeff Flake trying to tear down Donald Trump on the Senate floor in front of two Democratic senators and nobody else there. Right on, Senator. Oh, yeah. Magnus will write about that. But he won't actually write about the fact that Tucson citizens are being left helpless when they're burglarized, victims of crime. Because it's only your freaking job, Magnus. And again, kind of a big bad police chief for you that you can't even come on a radio show and defend yourself and explain why you're doing it. You know where we are, Oracle and Fort Lowell. Come knock on the door, we'll let you in. No matter what we're talking about or doing, we will stop and give you, because maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe I'm wrong. You know, Magnus and Martha McSally act in the same way.
They're afraid to come on the show. Can't stand up for what they believe in. Can't back up what they what they do. Yeah, uh, maybe you're just asking hard questions. I, I know, and apparently it's too mean and stuff. That guy's an extremist. He has hard questions. He's just crazy. I don't even think they're hard questions. They're, they're not just, hard questions. They're, job, they're questions about somebody's performance. Yes. Why does it take seven hours for the police to show up when someone's burglarized? And Why you know is this what? happening? I don't have to answer to you, but you do. Yes. But you do. Uh, and then I have to meet to my listeners, to you. He has to answer to you. That's that's what I meant. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. No, not you. Oh, okay. You. 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 Yeah, you. You. I mean, you have you have this. And by the way, notice Martha McSally hasn't said anything. I mean, she did her big little, you know, uh, uh, since I brought her up, she did her her big her big little her big little thing uh, of going around and around and around talking about uh, illegal immigration and all this other crap and blah 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 blah. Right? She did all that stuff. Uh, try. Oh yeah, I want to protect the border. Oh yeah, I want to get tough now. Oh yeah, I love Trump now. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Uh huh. Hasn't said anything about this uh, this FISA memo. Hasn't said anything about uh, the secret society. Hasn't said anything about these texts from Peter Stroke and the FBI. All this stuff. She should be outraged. If she really loves Trump that much, she should be outraged about this stuff. I bet you Kelly Ward's outraged. Where's McSally? Notice Jeff Flake hasn't said anything about this. He's just obsessed with, you know, granting amnesty. He wants to push for amnesty over and over and over again. And to make sure that we're not being left behind in massive trade deals. Nothing about the corruption going on in the FBI, the Department of Justice, all this stuff. Nothing. Because he's, he's a phony, too. He's a phony, too. All right, so we have that. You can, By the way, again, I'm still looking for people to let me know. If you know uh, the thinking behind Councilwoman Regina Romero saying she's upset, she's wearing an ordinance. That, again, will get you an automatic ticket. If you are holding your your phone when you're driving in your hand. She said she voted against it because it targets poor people and invites racial profiling. I I just don't get it. Do you? Any idea? I get the speed now. Yeah, apparently. They can't pull me over. They're afraid to pull you over. (laughs) This is the the most (laughs) insane thing I've ever heard in my life. People of color and underrepresented communities suffer much more of these stops. So again, she's calling Tucson police racist. And where's Magnus to slap her down and say, hey, how can you say that? You think my guys are racist? Once again, Magnus letting the uh, rank and file police officers down. What a what a mess. 624. Uh, as a matter of fact, they, there is uh, there's even more. You know, this secret society. Apparently, there are witnesses to these the FBI and their secret society. We talked about it yesterday. There are witnesses. No joke. Witnesses to secret society meetings. Oh, boy. Thank you, sir. May I please have another? Thank you. Remember that? Remember that would that? be Animal House. That, that would be Animal that House. That would have been Kevin Bacon. That would be Kevin Bacon. That would be Kevin Bacon. So I, like, we'll get to You'll hear the uh, a senator talk about an informant uh, mentioning this. We'll get that coming up. This is huge. Should have been one of the three things. I apologize. I didn't put that in. There's a, there's a lot of things. A lot, lot, lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in the hopper. A lot of stuff in the hopper. All right, we'll continue uh, with this in about five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Ask your wife. Yep. 642 on this Trump Day. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, some more developments in the email saga. This this whole corrupt FBI situation. Uh, turns out uh, 
disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke was uh, texting his mistress about possibly joining the Mueller investigation of Trump, but he said, uh, there's no there there. My gut tells me there's no there there. Even he knows there's nothing there. How about that? And then uh, Peter, uh, Ron Johnson, Cong- uh, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin says he has an informant talking to him who is actually witnessed, who's been to the secret society meetings that were held, the secret society meetings from FBI agent, their secret society, to try to take down Trump, to plot to take down Trump. I mean, this is this is huge. This is absolutely uh, huge. So that's what's going on there. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know is that uh, the Tucson Police Officers Association, the TPOA, shared the interview we did yesterday about a couple of uh, brothers here in Tucson that had uh, their mom's home robbed. And, T- and the T- Tucson police is so understaffed, so disorganized, thanks to Chief Magnus. Uh, it took seven hours the first day for someone to show up. The next day, it took even more hours to show up. I mean, just horrible service. And TPOA shared our interview on Facebook and said that uh, this is now the norm. This is not rare. And they're frustrated, too. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson has officially become a hands-free city. No more on your phone with your ear. You have to do hands-free stuff. Don't even drive and text. I mean, it's already, you know, stupid. It's distracted driving. But uh, they're just like every other city. You can get a ticket just for doing that. They're like Oro Valley, Pima County. Uh, The only council person to vote against it, it was Regina Romero. And she voted against it because she said uh, this will target poor people and invite racial profiling. So she thinks the police are a bunch of racists. That's just great. Three things I think you need to know. Now... There's a bunch of great economic news out there. Have you heard about this stuff? I mean, this is really incredible stuff. Uh, J.P. Morgan. Holy smokes. You hear what J.P. Morgan is doing. And again, it's all because of the tax reform. They even say it is. J.P. Morgan has hiked the pay for their employees by 10%. 10%. 10% raises. J.P. Morgan said it's going to invest. You ready for this? $20 $20 billion in our economy. $20 billion in our economy. Right? And they said this is made possible by tax reform and what the firm calls a more constructive regulatory and business environment. And there's only one word for that, and it's Trump. That's it. Uh, they said that they'll develop hundreds of new branches. Yes, hundreds of new branches. Increase wages and benefits for hourly employees in america make increased small business and mortgage lending commitments wow add four thousand jobs give more to charity i mean this is incredible stuff hourly employees their wages will be raised from 12 bucks an hour to 16.50 an hour Is uh, it between twelve an hour and 16.50 an hour to between 15 and 18 an hour. wow there you go so normally you pay tw- See, you don't need the government to mandate minimum wage hikes. The market calls for it. So in more than 100 cities, depending on the local cost of living, they'll be up to 15 to 18 bucks an hour. Uh, And certain employees would receive a $750 annual award. The company's also helping people with out-of-pocket medical expenses, reducing medical plan deductibles by $750 per year for employees making less than 60 grand a year. That's incredible stuff. So that's, and it's all because of the tax reform. Jamie Dimon, who runs J.P. Morgan, told Maria Bartiromo on Fox Business, a competitive tax system, smarter regulation will help create jobs. And they're putting their money where their mouth is. 
That's just one thing. Hear about Disney. Disney. And I hate Disney. They they screw over Americans by bringing in people, the H-1B visas, foreigners, and they make the American workers uh, in IT areas, other areas, train these foreign workers that work for cheaper. Maybe that will stop now. I don't know. But Disney said they're going to pay they're going to pay over 125,000 employees in the, in America a one-time cash bonus of a million bucks make 50 million investment new 50 million dollar investment into an education program for employees so they're directing 125 million dollars to their employees across America that's pretty incredible too Starbucks and I can't stand Starbucks either giving American workers pay raises and stock grants this year. You ready for this? Citing recent changes to the tax law. All employees will soon be able to earn paid sick time off. Isn't this amazing? Do you remember, uh, was it last year or two years ago? Remember when Regina Romero, the Tucson City Councilwoman, the nut job she is, she wanted to make it mandatory. The government would mandate that every Tucson business that has at least 10 employees would have to give at least five paid sick days off. The government mandating this. You don't need the government to mandate it. When there's friendly business conditions, companies will take care of their workers because they want to keep workers happy, keep them productive, and keep them there and reduce turnover, which costs money. Funny how that works, isn't it? So they're doing this at Starbucks. Um, The changes affect about 150,000 full and part-time and hourly and salaried employees. Um, this This is pretty incredible. Because the corporate tax rate was slashed from 35% to 21%, they're doing this. They said the latest uh, boost of pay and benefits is due to this. Seriously, Starbucks is the latest to do this. They did it because of the Republican tax plan. The tax plan. Remember Walmart starting hourly salary going from $9 to 11 bucks earlier this month, and they're having parental leave benefits. They expanded it. Uh, Target, which I can't stand also. Target. Raising hourly wage to 11 bucks an hour. So that's the starting, by the way. And when it, give ra- it would give raise wages to 15 bucks an hour by the end of 2020 because of this. How about that? Store managers will get $2,000 uh, $2, in stock grants. Starbucks said the changes will cost the company more than $250 million, but they, they're going to save that much more when it comes to the corporate tax reform. So they're not just keeping it, all oh, Democrats, they're going to, these big companies are going to keep it for themselves. And they're not going to give it back, oh, only to shareholders. Apparently not. And then yesterday I told you this, this, uh, this listener, Jose, this is just funny, right? Again, if you missed it, Jose, who was not a Trump guy to start, like the other guys, Ted Cruz, whatever, that's okay. He said, my company, he works up in, I think, Mesa, and he listens on iHeartRadio app. My company's CEO announced a $750 to $1,000 annual bonus due to the tax legislation. It's going, he said, to level four to nine employees, the middle class, basically. And he said, and I said, yeah, and he didn't believe in Trump. He messaged me on Facebook. And he said, yeah, man, I was wrong. He said, plus the CEO was a big Hillary fan, too. And think about Starbucks. The guy that started Starbucks, the founder, he's no longer in charge, but he was. George Schultz hates Trump, loved Hillary. And now Starbucks is like, man, this is actually pretty good. Imagine how that, uh, this is incredible stuff. And then uh, Trump's going to Davos, Switzerland, meet with a bunch of uh, global elitists where he's going to crush them. That's what he does. 
right? But apparently, story on FoxBusiness.com, Davos CEO's optimism booms on Trump tax cuts. Chief executives are more optimistic about the economic outlook than they have been for many years. It says, although anxieties are rising about geopolitics, cyber threats, and terrorism. No kidding. It's always been that way. But the optimism was especially strong in the United States after a year of robust growth, deregulation, and tax cuts under President Trump. Some 59% of U.S. CEOs expressed confidence in the economy compared to 24% last year. 52% said they expect it to translate to revenue growth for their companies in 2018, up from 39%. Why didn't this happen under Obama? Shocker. You know why? Because he sucked. The Democrats just want to control the economy instead of letting, well, the rest of us do what we know is right. So, to celebrate all this, let's do it. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. What's happening? It's 7.08. It's your morning ritual. Right here. Thank you, Garrett Lewis. I don't want to scream over. I like the music. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 792. Zon's most stimulating talk. Uh, Just so you know, just to make her more nervous, we have a new employee training right now named Jasmine. Um... Are you a fan of Aladdin? I'm just, just, no. I never saw Aladdin. Wasn't that the name of the girl in Aladdin? Was that the name? Was which, which, which wasn't it? Jasmine? Yeah, her name was Aladdin. Sure, you get that a lot, don't you? I do. You do? Okay. All right. This is like the eighth replacement I've trained, and they don't stick around. What's going on? It's probably because you. I thought they were taking my job. No, no, no. It's, oh. they, I, think, I think what happens is that they see the button under your... Your board over there that automatically closes the door like Locks Matt Lauer, the Matt Lauer button. Uh, anyway, You're locked in here with yes, me. Yes, 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 yes. So apparently, uh, Je- how old are you, 22? 22. 22, and she listens to talk radio because her dad listens to talk radio. And, like, when I was 22, I didn't listen to talk radio. No? <laughs> I didn't listen to talk radio until I started working in talk radio. I was just a loudmouth of opinions. I had no idea I was I meant for this. You do have a lot of opinions? Yeah, I do. Okay, well, we'll, we will get to those. You'll hear them eventually. Okay, good, 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 good. Excellent. I look forward to that. So there's uh, there's Jasmine, uh, who who does not like Aladdin, and she's training with us right now. So we'll get to that. Three things, though, I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the latest, this is incredible stuff, the latest on the FBI, uh, I mean, really, um, coup, if you want. I mean, the the FBI attacks on President Trump, get this, Peter Stroke, one of the texts from Peter Stroke to his mistress, she basically asked him, oh, what, do you, what about uh, joining the, the Mueller investigation into Trump? And he actually said, uh, you know, I just don't see a there there. My gut tells me I don't, I don't see a there. Yes, he, he didn't see anything. It is what, I mean, this is one of my favorite terms of all time. It's a nothing burger, as Van Jones said. A nothing burger. 
As a matter of fact, I will read you the exact thing that he said. He said, quote, you, ready? Oh, stupid computer. I hate pop-up ads. I love advertising, but not when it's anything I can benefit from. Anyway, you and I both know the odds are nothing. If I thought it was likely, I'd be there, no question. I hesitate in part because of my gut sense and concern that there's no big there there. Yes, that was a May 19th, 2017 text right after Mueller was named Inspector General to inspect a Russia-Trump collusion. There's no there. They all know it. There's nothing there. On top of that, uh, Senator Ron Johnson says that uh, he has an informant that has been spilling the beans to him because that informant went to one of those... Uh, off-site secret society FBI meetings. Uh-oh. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Tucson Police Officers Association uh, apparently has taken a liking to the interviews yesterday in the show. They shared the interview that we did on Facebook. It's on my Facebook page. You can hear the interview with the two brothers. Their house was robbed and TBD's horrible response time. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, like it and follow it. So uh, the TPOA wrote, on this morning's radio show, several callers called in about the slow or complete lack of response from TPD when they called 911. These situations are no longer a rare exception. They're becoming the norm. The TPOA is also extremely frustrated with our staffing levels that have been created by our attention issues, and we agree our city deserves better. So they're all over it too, man. They are all over it. Uh, Magnus, still silent, hasn't tweeted in four days. It's on you, bro. Uh, was it even addressed at the city council meeting yesterday? Anybody bring this up? Probably not. Third thing I think you need to know, at the city council meeting, they voted to say, we are a hands-free city, baby. Hands-free city. John Conyers, get out of here. No touching thighs. We're hands-free. Um, they made it a, vi- a violation. Uh, this violation is a primary offense. If you drive around and you have your hand on your phone, you're talking to someone, you can get a ticket just for that. Uh, Regina Romero, the only council person to vote against it, she said that the ordinance targets poor people and invites racial profiling. So police are racist. They're going to purposely target people of a certain skin color and let, I guess, white people go when they're violating the law. That's what she's basically insinuating. Three things I think you need to know. What a sick, twisted individual she is. All she cares about is race. That's it. Nothing else. Race, race, race. Uh, All right. Now you got to hear this. So... The, the the angry women's march it took place there was the one in tucson we played a couple of days ago they went from um they didn't call it the women's march because they they had nothing to be upset about they called it what was it like a billion pieces of kindness or something like that a trillion no, a trillion pieces of kindness that's what it was it's it's insane apparently they think trump's kind who knows so i want you to hear some stuff okay uh You remember the media tried to always say that Trump rallies, Trump events, racist people, violent people, horrible people, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it would always be the lead story of things. If somebody threw an elbow, something was said, oh, yeah, always the lead story. So what about the uh, Angry Vagina March? How come nobody's talking about the nastiness, the sick stupidity, the insanity, the violence that was talked about there? Funny how they just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring it up. We're going to go out of order. If you don't mind, Ryan. I'll put the video on my page at KNST.com, and I'll share it on my Facebook page, and I'll tweet it out and everything else, okay? So, let's start with number nine. Uh, there's this guy on YouTube, Fleckus is his name, and he's hilarious. He does a whole bunch of funny videos. Good dude. He's out there. 
um, with a microphone and a camera talking to these insane people at a vagina march. It's the one in Los Angeles. And, okay, you want to talk about violence and stuff like that? Let's do number nine first. One of these angry women. This is an angry young woman with, like, blue hair and issues and daddy issues and people issues and just issues. This is what she said. She had a sign. Listen. Uh, What does your sign say? It says, kill Donald Trump, and then it says, kill Mike Pence, and then it says, it's guillotine time, what is that? What does it mean? And I think that we should kill Donald Trump, and then we should also kill Mike Pence because I wouldn't want him in office either. She should probably get a visit from the Secret Service, don't you think? I know you have the freedom to speak and things like that, but or spank it at the very. She's, least. Well, I she said I'd like to kill Donald. Did she said nice. did I like them killed or I'd like to kill them? I'd like. I don't know. Let's play one more, one more time. Uh, what does your sign say? It says, kill Donald Trump, and then it mm. says, kill Mike Pence, and then it says, it's guillotine time, What is that? What does it mean? And I think that we should kill Donald Trump, and <laughs> we then should. we should also kill Mike Pence, because I wouldn't want him in With office either. Where's the National Institute for Civil Discourse when you need them? I mean, aren't they, according to that guy that runs Tucson News Now, KLD? Joe Hangenmuehler? Joe Hangenmuehler? Think about it. He said that they are needed because they really tell you what to think and calm everyone down and stuff like that in this community. <laughs> Maybe he could do an editorial on TV. Think about it. We shouldn't hold signs that promote the killing of Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Think about it. It's not right. Think about it. Oh, boy. Okay, let's go with uh, number eight now. This why, Now, why are they protesting? Why are they protesting? These are awesome. These are a bunch of different people. At the Angry Vagina March in L.A., here we go. Cool. And uh, what are you protesting Trump for? Uh, you know, he's a conservative. I don't like conservatism. Basically everything that he stands <laughs> on as a platform, to be honest. What about you? What do you disagree with, with Trump so far? Well, I worked for a tribe for a lot of time, so about five years. So a lot of negativity towards the tribes. Huh? Um, I'm not down with that. No. Also, uh, you know, just the bullshit. What is like the number one reason that everyone's here? Um. Um. um what brings you here today? <laughs> um. Um. Everything. I do see a lot okay. of great people here who do feel empowered, but mm. you don't have to be empowered by hating other people, by hating people that don't don't agree with you politically, by hating the president. To me, that's not true empowerment. No. That's weakness, weakness in disguise of empowerment. I got ahead of people because of my position as a white male. I think that the people that need to stand up are people that have the power to say something, like myself. What? And I think that's what's gonna help change things. So many creative people, tens of thousands of amazing signs. Imagine if we took that creative energy and that energy to to create things and we like built an ark or built a spaceship. We could probably be on Mars by now if we took this energy and put it towards something very productive. Yeah, built an ark, built a spaceship. We could probably be on Mars right now. That's, I mean, this is this is quality stuff right here. There's some really smart people that were out there at the uh, Vagina March. Oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, is there so much more? This, <laughs> you know, let's play 10 before we go to a break and then play more after that. Let's go back to the chick with the sign that said she wants to uh, the, the, the kill Trump, kill Pence sign. 
Um, number 10, this is more from this genius. Here we go. I'm not here to support like somebody's like capitalist, like no. trying to make money off of the struggles of women and like women of color and like people of color in this country. Like I'm, I'm actually upset. Like I'm like, what is your ideal political or social structure? Um, communist utopia, but I mean, that's like, that's pretty hard to, that's pretty yeah, hard that's to pretty do. Hard to communist utopia. Does she realize that communism has killed millions of people? I wouldn't exactly call it a utopia. Well, she doesn't want to work. Oh. The government will take care of me. I can lay around and do art all day. Mm. Finger paint. Oh. Who's going to cut the wood, Communist lady? Communist utopia. Yeah. Communist utopia. Where they have a gun to your head and say, do this work. For and nothing. we're going to take everything. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Communist utopia. This is. Wow. Okay. Education system, baby. Wouldn't that. that that's my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's just great. I'm so proud of her. Uh, okay. You got to hear when people uh, try to deny how good the economy is, the market is. We hear that. And another one, um, they, some lady held a sign up of a, of a woman in a hijab, an American flag hijab. So he asked, hey, is that to try to support the women of Iran? Wait till you hear what was said about that. Oh, my goodness. Because they're women and they're not getting support, right? They want freedom. You don't hear these vagina marches standing up for them. We'll get to that. It's coming up in five. KNST, what? what? By the oh, way, if you're oh. keeping keeping count, you're, we're at uh, six vaginas so far. Okay. Well, there's going to be more. You don't, you know, there's no angry penis march because we don't get mad. We just. Oh, take one away. No, 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 no. You don't take That's it away. Word. I'm just saying we don't have those kinds of marches because we just, we're different. We don't get that upset. We just. We just drink. Anyway, we'll continue in five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. 726, thanks for hanging out on this uh, Wednesday. Going to be warm today. It looks kind of cold out there now, but we're in the upper 40s. And I believe, what I say, it's going to be about 75? 73. 73. Whatever. About that. It's going to be nice. I just saw, we just saw a video of uh, a school bus sliding down the street in Massachusetts, hitting cars, running over mailboxes. Literally, it was like perpendicular to the street sliding down. It's crazy. That's why we don't live there. Follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Follow me and like me there, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. And don't forget, Tuesday, State of the Union, you could hear it here on KNST AM 790. And on top of that, we're going to have a State of the Union watch party. You never thought that'd be exciting, right? But you never had Trump as president. Who knows what this guy's going to say? Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to be at Mr. On's. Uh, I believe it starts at about 6 o'clock local time. So my advice to you is to get to Mr. On's on Tuesday uh, before 6 o'clock. Get a spot at the bar. Mr. On has guaranteed me he's going to have every TV in the bar area, and it's a big bar area, um, blasting the State of the Union. Probably have the doors open to the, the patio. I think he can have the speakers out there as well. You can even at least hear it. Uh, but it's going to be packed. I hope you come out and join us. It's going to be a great time. It's like getting the gang back together. We had a great time. We had, what, 17 debate-watching parties? It was so much fun. It was, it was like a second family. Everybody would show up. They'd drink. They'd eat. They'd have fun. Tuesday night, I'll be there. I hope you can join me, Mr. On State of the Union watching party. It's better than a second family. Nobody got in fights. That's true. No political arguments. Nobody asked me for money. No, no drama. <laughs> asked you for money. Well, there were people. Anyway, so uh, let's continue with the uh, the angry chicks. This is this is great. Okay, um, number thirteen. Let's do number thirteen right now. This is a guy who apparently is a man at the uh, the women's march. He's really he's appropriating the chick culture. He's appropriating the vagina culture. 
And he's there, and apparently he's arguing with this Fleckus guy from YouTube that made this video about the market and who's responsible for it. Just listen to this. Here we go. The economy he's, is kind of irrelevant. I mean, the, the stock irrelevant. market was increasing before he came in. Mm. Uh, there's some. Yes, it was. I mean, uh, the, the, the graphs are going like this. No, no, no it wasn't. I've, been, I've, I've got my full pension invested. And it's probably made, what, 30% this year, I'm sure. It's been increasing for the last five years. It's, but it's ever faster than it has recently? General, the most recent increases are completely untrustworthy. There you go. It's untrustworthy. Obama printed money with quantitative easing one, two, and three. This is just untrustworthy. We'll give it back. Give it away. Right? Give it away. Let's do number 11. How Trump is racist. How uh, this, is, this is a beautiful one right here. This is the angry women. Here we go. What are some of the racist things he's done that makes you concerned about him being the president? I mean, the fact that he's done, he's like repealed all these um, protect uh, um, uh, sort of stuff that's supposed to protect immigrants in this country. Uh Um, It's like so hypocritical, too. Um, And Mm. uh, yeah, I mean, we need any immigration reform, though. um, Mm. I I don't want to I don't know. I don't want to speak on that. Well, okay. Well, it's a good thing you spoke on the other stuff. I mean, these are really smart people that were there at the the Vagina March out there in Los Angeles. And again, in Tucson, they had a trillion pieces of kindness. Was that what it was? Trillion pieces of kindness? Whatever the hell it was. That sounds good. Something like that. It was just so dumb. Well, make it a couple trillion. Don't be mm. don't be selfish. Uh, well, set. Let's do seventeen right now. Again, the, he looks up and there's a picture of a woman holding a sign of um, a Middle Eastern woman wearing an American flag hijab. And remember everything that happened in Iran. People want to get away from that horrible uh, Ayatollah and the whole government. And Trump supported the people. And like Obama, we'll just listen. Here we go. This is an iconic image now. It's the woman in the uh, American flag hijab, correct? Um, is this alluding to something that's going on in Iran, the protests in Iran? Is that part of the same thing? No. It's <laughs> the comments that the current president has made about Muslims. Um, using the hijab in an image like this would almost incite a bad feeling within like the Muslim community and Muslim women who are oppressed by the hijab. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, I'm not Muslim, so I feel like I can't I can't speak for Muslim women. But I did take a Middle Eastern studies class this mm. past semester, and one of the things I learned is that the hijab um, really got a negative image from um, white colonists. Oh, I love college. Those damn white colonists started ragging on the hijab. Don't you love that? Of course they did. They totally, you know. Well, they put them in it too, right? Yeah, when they came over from England, getting away from the oppressive uh, regime that they had there and not granting them any kind of religious freedom. And they were like, you know, we also hate the hijab. The hijab. Uh, this is a beautiful, let's do 15. There's a bunch of guys that are claiming that women are being paid less than men, even though that is a complete myth and we've, it's not we, we've disproven it anyway. Just and then what you're going to hear is a black female Trump supporter say, oh, hell no. Listen to this. But uh, get get women the same equal pay. Come on. That's a, a, a no brainer. I think the biggest thing that rings to me and a lot of these women out here, especially uh, the ones that are interested in the economy, is the fact that women are paid uh, drastically less 
by the dollar than than men are and i mean that's that's basically out there by statistics mm. we do not make far less than men the majority uh -oh. of women a lot of them quite frankly stay home you know they take on the hardest job there is and that's being an at-home wife and mother you mm. know there's different women who do different works and different things so the whole idea that we're somehow at a disadvantage to men is ridiculous well okay i kind of kind of i got to dispute the hardest job there is though don't Go there. Well, I mean, Mike Rowe did a dirty job where he was in the sewer, and I got to think that was the hardest job there is. It was okay. hard for me just to okay. watch. Okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. Real quick, this is great. Why Trump is not qualified, 12. 12. Uh, this is beautiful. And by the way, the video's on my page at KNSD.com. Here we go. I'm not against an outsider per se, uh, but I don't think that because you're an outsider, therefore you're qualified. Uh, well, there's, there's, oh, did I only put that down? No, we, we missed the thing. They said, why is he not qualified? He said, because he was never president. <sighs> Sorry. Screwed that up. Cut it off. Damn it. It's all right. We have a couple others. We'll get to later on in the show. 733 on KNST AM 790. Isn't that just awesome? Isn't that great? Uh, we'll get back to the, uh, you know, the, again, the story at TPOA, uh, siding with us, you and me mad as hell at Magnus and the mayor and the council. At the failures of TBD, thanks to the policies implemented by Chief Magnus, who is not saying anything. I mean, if we were an LGBT show, he'd be on our show in a heartbeat. But we're not. We're just a show. We'll get to that. And uh, apparently, get this, uh, the you know, the whole landslide Democrats having a big, big, big win in November. Watch out. Democratic senators, how are they? Democratic senators in states that Trump won, how are they doing? Oh, it's not too good. We'll get to that as well. In about six, here's the latest right now on KNST from 742. Three things I think you need to know on this Wednesday. Uh, and the sun is like, it's fully out now. We're up. We're running. We're cooking. I like it. I'm going to miss when the summer comes again and it's like sunny at 430 in the morning. I feel like I don't get the jump on people. I don't get the head start. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, and this is a huge, huge, huge deal. Uh, Peter Stroke, the disgraced FBI agent, sent what they described jaw-dropping texts to his FBI lawyer mistress. And she's not just some FBI lawyer, by the way. Chief legal counsel to the deputy director of the FBI. They're all up top. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson said that one of the text messages that he saw, May 19th, 2017, Stroke sent it to Lisa Page, his mistress, an FBI lawyer, about him joining the Mueller investigation of Trump. He wrote, quote, you and I both know the odds are nothing, meaning there's nothing with Trump and Russia. If I thought it was likely, I'd be there, no question. I hesitate in part because of my gut sense and concern that there's no big there there. I mean, they know it. That was right after, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Mueller was named to investigate this. And by the way, Ron Johnson also said there is an informant that he knows that has been to those off-site secret society meetings between FBI agents to plot against Trump. So it's it's going down. Second thing I think you need to know, Tucson Police Officers Association shared our interview we did yesterday with the two brothers that were robbed and TPD's response time was over seven hours one day and a bunch of hours the next day and just terrible. All thanks to Chief Magnus and the city council and mayor that put him there. TPOA said this is not rare anymore. This is the norm. We're frustrated. I mean, they're pissed. Third thing I think you need to know, city council passes the hands-free ordinance to be a, they pass a, a, the, the ordinance to be a primary offense. It makes you a violation. If you're driving around Tucson and you're on your phone, it's on your ear, you can get a ticket just for doing that. Only person to vote against it was Councilwoman Regina Romero. She worries the ordinance targets 
poor people and invites racial profiling. They'll suffer much more of these stops. They suffer for these stops. So it's all racist for her. All racist. Three things I think you need to know. Um, and by the way, you can comment. It shouldn't it be responsible? Shouldn't it fall on the shoulder? Shouldn't somebody say something? Magnus is still quiet. He still hasn't tweeted in four days. Four days. Magnus hasn't, uh, hasn't tweeted. He hasn't responded to me. Nothing. I mean, answer. I mean, don't. That's five days. January 19th, actually. Last time he tweeted. He had no problem tweeting uh, on January 17th. Uh, a, a retweet of NBC News when they had a 29-second video clip of Jeff Flake going after Trump and Magnus Roy, right on, Senator. The right of the public and the press to criticize government, including the police, is essential to free society and makes us all better. Well, I'm criticizing you, and so are the people that pay your bills, pay your salary, I should say, your constituents, the residents of Tucson. They're mad they got robbed and nothing. It took hours to get anything from TPD. So, Magnus, how can you not responding? And again, this is not just on Magnus. The Tucson City Council hired this guy. The Tucson City Council interviewed him. You don't think they asked him what his policing would be like, his policies, what he wants to do, his vision? They saw this happening. This is what the job is for the police chief. Yet, again, January 18th, six days ago, he has no problem tweeting about a center for LGBTQ young people. Celebrating a grand opening of that center on 4th Avenue. Oh, he's so excited about that, right? So excited. He tweeted on January 18th about DACA being so important for our local community and our nation. This is what's important to him. What about victims of crime here? No? Nothing? Nothing from Magnus. So we have that, which is nice. And the fact, again, that Tucson Police Officers Association is pissed about this. This is, uh, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get them on to talk about what's really going on down there as well. I mean, I have, I mean, there's all kinds of issues going on at TPD right now. I have sources telling me all kinds of things that are just, they're not, it's not good. It's not a good place. And again, what is he doing to make it better? Don't you think they get mad, by the way, the officers? When they see him wasting his time doing this stuff, he's he's in uniform marching on MLK Day. Great parade. Fantastic. But that's not your primary job. Your primary job is to help people. Okay, That's your primary job. Um, And I'm still waiting, by the way, if anybody can explain to us Regina Romero's theory that minorities are going to suffer the most. Because of uh, Tucson being a hands-free ordinance. She's saying Tucson police are racist. Am I wrong about that? How do I decipher that? Like, that they're racist? Well, because she said minorities are going to suffer the most. So apparently Tucson police will see white people on their phone and let it go. And they'll see someone that's not white and pull them over and go, aha! And again, where's Magnus to say, stop calling my officers racist? That's stupid and ludicrous. Well, Garrett, being a minority myself, I know I have a very large family. And to talk to all my ninos and ninas all the time is, Who? takes a lot of time. Who? Yeah. What? So you got to do it while you're driving, in the shower, you know, going to sleep. But do you feel like you're going to be targeted more? No. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Plus you have Bluetooth, so you're okay. Yeah, I'm great. Except for that growth that's on your ear now because you have Bluetooth. <laughs> I tried washing it. It wasn't good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, while you were sleeping, 
President Trump sent another epic tweet. Crying Chuck Schumer fully understands, especially after his humiliating defeat, that if there is no wall, there is no DACA. We must have safety and security together with a strong military for our great people. Our great people. Crying Chuck. I mean, they had meetings. Hey, Crying Chuck. Welcome back to the Oval Office. How you doing there, Crying Chuck? Everything good? Oh, man. And just in case, by the way, Jeff Flake does not understand, because he's like, oh, we, we don't really know what the president wants when it comes to border security and things like that. Sarah, yes, you're just dumb, Jeff. 21, real quick. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders destroyed the Flake Graham um, amnesty bill. Listen to what she said about it yesterday. Here we go. Uh, I'd like to leave no, di- no doubt where the White House stands uh, on the Flake Graham and Dermot agreement on Do immigration it. reform. In a bipartisan meeting here at the White House two weeks ago, we outlined a path forward on four issues serious border security, an end to chain migration, the cancellation of the outdated and unsafe visa lottery, yep. and a permanent solution to DACA. Unfortunately, the Flake Graham Durban agreement does not meet these benchmarks. In fact, it would not secure our border, encourage more illegal immigration, increase chain migration, and retain the visa lottery system. In short, it's Hmm. totally unacceptable to the president and should be declared dead on arrival. The president has been extraordinarily consistent on the immigration and what his priorities are. His views are shared by the vast majority of the American people and have bipartisan support in the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives. So there you go, Jeff. I think you pretty much know exactly where they stand, don't you? Don't you? All right, 7.50 now on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, One New York mayor tries to explain why illegal immigrants are so great for her town and then gets owned. We'll get to that. Uh, but we have some other stuff to get to as well. We'll, we'll, we'll start off with the uh, in, insane tweets and the latest information and the informants about this email scandal. And then, you know what? Evil squeeze us in too. You ever want to go vacation in Uganda? Why would you want to go to Uganda? You get the bola. Oh, okay, you get the Ebola. That's not bad. No, you get the bola. What's, oh, just the bola? Yeah. Well, Uganda. It's in Africa. What did the Ugandan president think of President Trump's alleged statements of S-hole? We'll get to that. Oh, wait till you hear it. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I told you you're going to mess up, Jasmine. Go to the the stream and hit stop. You got to go to... Thank you. Because now I'm going to get emails complaining. Um, You and your chubby fingers, Ryan. Jasmine, you're off the hook. So anyway, first thing I think you need to know... Uh, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin says he got one of the texts from Peter Stroke. He has them. Uh, he's the dis- disgraced FBI agent. One of the texts, May 19th, 2017, right after Mueller was said, uh, you're going to investigate Trump. You're a special counsel. Uh, apparently his mistress lawyer, uh, FBI lawyer, chick Lisa Page was texting and saying, Hey, you're going to, you're going to join the, uh, the Mueller investigation of Trump and Stroke wrote, quote, you and I both know the odds are nothing. If I thought it was likely I'd be there. No question. I hesitate in part because of my gut sense and concern that there's no big there there. Even he knows there's nothing there with Russia and Trump. And this, this whole investigation is a crock. Also, Ron Johnson said that uh, he has an informant that was actually at one of these secret society meetings between FBI agents. Uh-oh. They wanted to take down Trump. Second thing I think you need to know, the Tucson Police Officers Association 
uh, is fired up just like you were, just like I was, about the interview we did yesterday with these two brothers who had a house robbed, and it took uh, TBD seven hours to get there, and they really didn't care because they were just overworked. And the next day they were robbed again, and they even said, we, we have the guys in our site that stole our stuff. And they said, yeah, no, he nothing really we can do. We're just busy. We're busy. So the Tucson Police Officers Association shared the interview. I put it on Facebook, and they shared it and said, this is, uh, this is now, unfortunately, not rare. This is the new norm. We're frustrated with staffing. And they, they're mad at the city. They're mad at everybody. So uh, they're fired up. Third thing I think you need to know. By the way, Magnus is still quiet about this. The rest of the media should actually say something. We'll get to that. Third thing I think you need to know is that uh, the city council of Tucson did talk about this yesterday. They copied Oro Valley, and they are now a hands-free town. You can't be on your phone, in your you know having the phone in your hand while you're driving. Can't do that. You get a ticket right away. The only council person to vote against this, Regina Romero, but she voted against it because she said it's going to um, increase racial profiling. So this... Invites racial profiling and targets poor people. Yep, great logic. Three things I think you need to know. Now, let's start with this. The Ugandan president. You ever hear of this guy? You know, we don't even know. Uh, you had Republican senators say, Tom Cotton, David Perdue say, Trump did not say that these nations are, you know, people they come from these nations are assholes. Um, but we all know they are. He's standing up for us. It's the whole idea. Of course, Jeff Flake was, oh, I'm just so uh, upset about this. Jeff Flake is apparently not upset with all these texts about uh, secret societies and the FBI. He's not commenting about this at all because Jeff Flake is a phony, fraudulent asshole. No, I don't care. I mean, he is. He's, he's just bad for America. So... We don't know if Trump said that about those African nations or not, but what about people in Africa? What do they think? Well, the president, I've never said like, oh, I want to go vacation in Uganda. I'll bet you Uganda probably has some nice resorts. Maybe I, Do they? I don't, I don't know. It's not on the t- you know, tip of my tongue. Uganda. Let's go, baby, to Uganda. Like it just, everything seems dangerous in these third world countries. You just don't know what's going to happen. So they have a president in Uganda, President Yawari Museveni. And he was giving a, like a state of the state speech or state of the nation speech, something like that, right? He was, he was at the opening of his assembly and he was asked about Trump or he talked about Trump. And you know what he said? He loves Trump. Listen to this. America has built one of the best presidents ever. Mr. Trump, I love Trump. <laughs> I have Trump because he tells Africans, frankly, I don't know if he's misquoted or whatever, the Africans need to solve their problems. They need to be strong. It is the fault of the Africans that they are weak. Now, if you couldn't quite understand it, he said... And again, at the opening of the African Legislative Assembly, it's uh, the East African Legislative Assembly. He said, America has got one of the best presidents ever. I love Trump because he tells Africans, frankly, the Africans need to solve their problems. The Africans are weak. 
Yeah, it sounds like the guy's going to start wars with everybody, doesn't he? I mean, it's just, oh, it's just obvious and stuff like that. Well, maybe we should think about going to Uganda on vacation. Can you get a room for $12 a night you get, on the beach? You get what you pay for. And then, of course, you'll get robbed when gunmen <laughs> come with M16s and steal everything from you. It has a jacuzzi? I mean, look, they have, it looks like beautiful water. It does. Wow. Um, they have the mosquito nets above the beds. Avoid the malaria? Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, it, it looks nice. I just, I don't know about landing at the airport in Uganda, wherever it is, and then taking the transportation over if you're going to make it. There's a sink. I don't know if uh, it's a nice, it's it. a very modern looking nice sink. Yes. You know, is there any reviews? By the way, you're at booking.com. Are there any reviews? Let's, you know, you want to go to vacation in Uganda? Uh, I mean, I would stick with Aruba. Uh, I like those places better. 12 bucks a night is not a bad deal. I mean, that is a very affordable vacation. I like this nice place, but terrible manager. Uh, always, <laughs> always. Oh, man. They were given briefings about what happened. Wait, wait, wait. The first day we arrived, we were told there will be a briefing which will tell us what is happening around what we can do while staying in Velaniculus. Anyway, um, if you stay at this place, go down. Do not use the service and do not trust their words. Go out and explore yourself. Makes me want to go to Uganda. Don't use the service. Don't trust their words. <laughs> there is a bar and a restaurant. Okay, that's cool. That's all I need. I know. Well, actually, a bar and a bathroom. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. All right. So anyway, you can always go to a vacation in Uganda. For $12. $12 bro. a night. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. You know what? Here's 20 Keep the change. Um, uh, get over your own fears, right? Get over your own fears. All right, so you have that. The guy loves Trump. Now let's go to somebody that hates Trump, the mayor of Albany, New York, Kathy Sheehan. I happened to be watching Tucker's show last night on Fox. And I, again, I just, I don't know why we went through this. Was it last week with the uh, the lady that's a uh, Gallego? She's a Phoenix City Councilman. She wants to be the mayor. And she got made to look like a moron on Tucker's show because she couldn't answer questions. And she was like, literally, he'd ask a question and she'd say something totally different. She looked like a, like a fool. Well, the mayor of Albany apparently uh, is very upset um, with, uh, well, she's a, it's a sanctuary city up there in Albany, New York, the capital of New York, upstate as we call it. And she, she loves illegal aliens and says they're great for her local economy and stuff like that. Uh, this is one of the first things that she said. Uh, here we go. Well, and I think that that's really a stunning number, and it demonstrates that we... Hang on, let's play the first one. We've we got to play the one before oh, this. Play sorry. the one before this. Oh, um, that is the first one. Okay, okay, go, 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 go. Fine. Uh, she said that uh, well, illegals are needed in the workforce. Here we go. Uh, well, and I think that that's really a stunning number, and it demonstrates that we need to do a better job of communicating how important immigration is to our cities and to our country. And, you know, you look at a city like Albany, New York. We have an aging population. A lot of the growth that's happening in our city is happening because of immigration. The number one complaint I get from employers is that they can't find people to work. And so we've got a real workforce development challenge mm. in the city of Albany mm. and in the capital Why? region. And immigration is helping to fuel that workforce. So, okay, and she said it's a stunning number because he said, eight, they, he quoted the Harvard-Harris poll that we talked about yesterday. 81% of people want less immigration. 81%. That's a stunning number. We need this. Now, people are leaving New York in droves. I think New York and New Jersey, more people have left those states 
than anybody. Either New Jersey or one of them is number one, one's number two. But I mean, I'm one of them. I got the hell out because it's too expensive. It's too ridiculous. I mean, you got to be, it's insane to live there. The taxes, it's just nuts, right? So uh, they have a workforce problem there. They can't find enough people to work, maybe because they're leaving. That could be one. So what happens? You get illegals coming in there and then the taxpayers get to subsidize where they live and benefits they need in order to survive. Because if you're not, you know, it's, it's too hard to make it there, really. Unless you're making a gazillion dollars, it's too hard to make it there. So um, Tucker then does his research, number 23, yeah, talking about issues that they're having. You want you have a problem finding workers? Maybe it's because the schools suck. Listen to this. So in 2017, of eighth graders in Albany schools, 0% qualified, 0%, according to your stats, qualified in math. Well, So that seems to me like... A crisis much larger than anything you're describing. The, the and challenge I'm is where, I'm the challenge where the is, yeah is the challenges in our school district um, existed before we had uh, the immigration that I'm we sure have now. Right. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying so, that, but I'm just saying like what and, I wonder and, why I've never heard you as outraged about that as yes. you are about, I don't know, enforcing federal immigration law. Exactly. That seems like a crisis. Would you agree that's a crisis? Zero percent of eighth graders? Well, that that's absolutely Uh-oh. right, and that is why you know that's a, another whole conversation we can we can have about the work that we are doing to partner with our school district and to ensure that we're turning that around, um, and by bringing together really? our institutions of higher education, our huh? business community, uh, you know, healthcare, so that we what? and we are addressing those issues. Do you think but, that bringing pause in it, more students? Hang on. So uh, I mean, what are you saying? I love it when they start filibustering. What exactly are you saying? What is it? Healthcare and business up. We do more about higher education. They can't even get, you know, more than a zero in eighth grade on math. Well, you know, uh, why don't you side for students to get better grades that are fighting for illegal aliens? Eh, let's continue. Here we go. Bringing in more students who don't have English as a first language helps or hurts that? <laughs> I think that when we, when you look at what we are doing uh-huh. with our new language learners, that we are, um, Make, uh, having uh, interventions uh, that interventions. are helping them to so it, it's a problem that you schools. need to solve. You just conceded it's a problem. You're trying to make the problem better, but it is a problem when you import people who don't speak English as a first language. Why would you add that burden to schools where zero percent of eighth graders are proficient in math? Zero percent. Okay, we're gonna get her answer and your reaction. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. When we get back in five, because it's epic. It is epic. I mean these. They're, the reason that they fill up is that they're not correct. There's no right answer. They're just entirely wrong. Wait till you hear it. It's coming up. I have the video on my page at KNST.com. We'll continue in 5. KNST, AM 792, Sons most simulating talk. Talk. Eight twenty-eight. thank you for hanging out. Don't forget, State of the Union comes up on Tuesday. And we're having a State of the Union watch party at Mr. On's. Uh, the State of the Union, I believe, starts at about 6 o'clock local time. So I would get there uh, a little bit early to grab a seat at Mr. Ons at Oracle and Rudisill. And uh, it's like the gang getting, getting back together. We've gone through 17 debate-watching parties, uh, an election night, an inauguration party. Uh, and now we can have a State of the Union watch party because, I mean, it's just like it's, it's entertaining television when... Um, when the Trumpster talks, it just is what it is. So we can hang out. It's going to be Tuesday night. I hope to see you there. Uh, going to be 73 and sunny today. So yay, we have that. We're not, 
around those areas where there's black ice everywhere. And again, we saw the video earlier of a school bus sliding down a side street in Massachusetts into cars over mailboxes. Oh, what a nightmare. Um, let's play the last soundbite of uh, this mayor. When Tucker asked the last question, this mayor of Albany, New York, last night on Fox, the mayor was asked by Tucker, you know, you know, 0% of your 8th graders are proficient in math. And she said, listen, that's just a weird number because they have a thing in New York, and I believe in California still called Regents exams. I took them. She said, if you pass the Regents, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, these, this other thing, but whatever. But you still have a problem. You know, the schools stink. Instead of worrying about illegal aliens, why not make sure the schools are better and the kids are better? And you put pressure on the, the parents to do a better job with their own children. That's, that's the main thing anyway. Uh, it's like Americans are being forgotten because you're going to have illegals come in and you're going to drive down wages. That's what it comes down to. So anyway, uh, he said, is it smart to bring in uh, people, uh, students that can't speak English into the schools when you have so many issues with schools to begin with? Listen to this uh, filibuster by this Albany mayor. Here we go. When you look at the challenges that exist in any school district, in any urban school district, um, it's incumbent upon uh, the school district and the the stakeholders in that community to ensure that we are doing what we can so that these children are successful. But does and we are seeing incredible success. Uh, it, it doesn't. I, I haven't seen those. I, I'm sure you're seeing some success. My only. It's really simple. I'm not arguing against all immigrants. I'm not arguing against your schools. I'm just saying there's a crisis in your schools, obviously. Does importing more immigrants make it better? And you've conceded, no, it doesn't. It's a problem well, to solve. I don't, I don't see so it as making is, it better or worse. I see it as um, a, an asset to the city to see that we have the opportunity to continue to grow, to continue to have economic so what's development. what's the right number? I love this. Bringing in more I love this. people from third world countries makes Albany a better city. It's yes. good for your schools. It's, it's good for your economy. What's the right number? How many people do you think need to come from foreign countries to Albany for you to get really rich? So, you know, this is uh, where the federal government needs to step up and decide what immigration policy is going to be. That happens at the federal no, no, no. level. Ask the mayor, though. You're and making so the case that mm -hmm. they make your city more right. prosperous. But and I'm saying, I will what's say, a good number? I, I, will av I would advocate to ensure that we have enough people on H-1B visas. We are... That is not um, the legals. The, we have a one of the largest semiconductor manufacturing facilities right. in, in the capital region. GE's R&D center is there. Um, I worked for a medical device manufacturer. We used H-1B visas to bring right. in... We're not actually talking about H-1B so, visas. It's a totally different category. <laughs> We're right. talking so, about poor people like the DACA recipients who are not H-1B people. They're people with lower than average educational attainment. And my simple question was, if more of poor people makes your city richer, what's the good number of poor people to bring? Look, I, I'm not talking about statistics and numbers. I'm talking oh, about the oh. people who are there. And I'm talking about <laughs> ensuring that we continue to be okay. a welcoming community welcoming. for everyone. Okay, mm. well, that's a, different, that's a different goal. But I thought you were saying it made the city richer. And I just am skeptical. That's it. Boom. Well, I think it's helping us. To, it's okay. definitely helping us to grow and to fill a workforce need that exists again don't you love the spin because she has no answers it makes us richer it makes us better for business that well how many do you need then well i'm just saying it's good for a welcoming while well, you're being welcoming isn't it they get caught every stinking time they, they don't have any answers and you know what america uh it doesn't matter crosses party lines they look at this woman and go are you kidding me how could you be a democrat in albany and say you have faith in this woman when she's not helping Americans get jobs, and she's not helping Americans, it goes. It's it's not like Republicans are Americans and Democrats are not. I mean, it, it goes across party lines in that aspect. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. Phenomenal stuff. You can react. Uh, we also have to get to uh, again these uh, this. E we'll get more into this. The email 
uh, showing that there really is nothing to the Russia Trump collusion because the FBI agents are saying this. I would join. I would join Mueller, but there's nothing there. I would join going after Trump, but there's nothing there. And then uh, an informant taking part in one of these secret society FBI agent meetings that they plotted to take out take out Trump after he won the election. We'll get to all that in about uh, six minutes. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Being talk. All right. Three things I think you need to know at 841 this morning. Number one, we'll get into this. Uh, disgraced FBI agent Peter Stroke was texting his mistress, FBI lawyer, and a big shot lawyer, this Lisa Page. She was the chief legal counsel for the deputy director of the FBI. And she was asking him in May of last year, right after Mueller was named to uh, run the uh, investigation against Trump to find out if there was any collusion going on with Russia. She said, are you going to be part of this? She initiated, she basically, uh, you know, basically said that. And he said, nah, I just, you know, we both have our guts and uh, I don't think there's anything there. They all know there's no there there. Everybody knows there's no there there. So why, why is this guy investigating? What is he doing? It's a witch hunt. Uh, and also, there's an, we'll get into this, there's an FBI informant uh, telling Senator Ron Johnson, uh, I saw the meetings, I was there. These secret society meetings with FBI agents off-site, we'll get into that as well. Holy smokes. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the Tucson Police Officers Association put on their Facebook page the interview I did yesterday with those two brothers that had their home robbed, and it took hours and hours, seven hours, the first time it was robbed for TPD to show up. Um, I mean, the whole, if you missed the interview, listen, it's on my page at KNST.com and on my Facebook page. But anyway, TPOA shared it and they said, basically, this is not rare. This is now the norm. We're, we're upset about staffing. We don't like the policies. Uh, you deserve better. The, the officers know it. Where's Magnus on this? Why is he so quiet? Dude, this is the forum to address it. Some, if I'm wrong, you can come on and say I'm wrong, but apparently I'm right. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is now a city. If you're driving, do not put your phone to your ear. Do not text when you drive. It's a hands-free city. You now get a ticket right away. There's no just warning or there's no there's no uh, secondary fence. It's a primary fence. They see you, you get a ticket. Every counts person voted for it except for Regina Romero. She said it will it will invite racial profiling and it's not good for poor people. It targets poor people more. Or it's unfair to them. Or I, whatever. She's nuts. Three things I think you need to know. Now let's get to this Daily Caller story. And I put a part of this on my Facebook page. Oh, and speaking of that, I just saw a cool video on Facebook of, um, in Oro Valley, a bunch of wild horses, must have been like eight of them, randomly like crossed the road. There's a joke there, right? Right? So these, these horses, these wild horses just up in, uh, on Oracle Road in Oro Valley just started crossing the road. They, they did it at a light. They didn't jaywalk. They actually waited for the light. It was green. They actually crossed the right time. Um, so people were taping the videoing it, and, and I, I just shared it. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then within about uh, 30 seconds, the Oro Valley Ninja Cops show up. I told you. To write them tickets, because that's what the Oro Valley Ninja Cop is. They do the best. They, they wait for people to go one mile an hour over the speed limit or change lanes without signaling. So they showed up because these horses uh, then made a right-hand turn off of Oracle Road, didn't use their signal. So three, because crime is so prevalent in Oro Valley, three ninja cops show up. No joke, you can see them in the video. And, uh, and they pull over the horses and they write them tickets. Like and follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, and you can see the video. 
I mean, hopefully none of them were, you know, driving while on their cell phone or anything. Yeah, well, that, that's that's another thing. <laughs> Walking with their yeah. cell phone. Yeah. By the way, that has 83,000 views. Holy smokes. Yep. You don't see that every day. Horses? In Brooklyn. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go back to this uh, this story from the Daily Caller. I shared part of it on my Facebook page as well. Uh, Daily Caller had this. This is crazy. And it, it's all from a radio interview done by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. The FBI's top agent on the Trump-Russia investigation. This is the disgraced Peter Stroke. Sent a text message last year that one top Republican senator says it suggests he saw no evidence of Trump campaign collusion. Jaw-dropping is what Senator Ron Johnson calls this. He read the text message. He had it. May, the text message was May 19th, 2017. Right after Mueller was named to be the investigator, the special counsel, right? Uh, so it says, May 19th, 2017, Strzok sent his mistress, Lisa Page, again, FBI lawyer, but not just a lawyer, the chief legal counsel for the deputy director of the FBI. Stroke wrote, because she was basically inquiring, hey, you're going you're gonna to be part of the, the Mueller investigation? It started two days before this. It started May 17th. So she's like, you want to be part of this? What's going on? And Stroke wrote to his mistress, you and I both know the odds are nothing. If I thought it was likely, I'd be there, no question. I hesitate in part because of my gut sense and concern that there's no big there there. So this guy hated Trump, by the way. Hated him so much, helped organize these secret society meetings to try to plot against him starting the day after he won the election. And called him an idiot. All kinds of stuff. Needed an insurance policy just in case he wins the election. And he goes, there's nothing there. Nothing there. Stroke did join the team, but was removed in July because the Justice Department's Inspector General found all kinds of anti-Trump text messages that he sent and received from that Lisa Page. So he did work on it, and then he was booted off. We didn't find that out until, you know, what, last month? So, yeah, you have that. Uh, the text message was included in 400 pages of text messages exchanged between Stroke and Page. Again, my wife and I. My wife and I. I can't imagine, and we've been together 15, I mean, married will be 12 years next month. And together, almost 16 years, we don't have 400 pages of text messages to go back and forth to each other. So that's a big deal. Now, what other texts were there? Let's play Trey Gowdy. We have the Trey Gowdy soundbite. All right, Trey Gowdy announced this after we got off the air yesterday. Let's do number uh, 18. One of the texts that he saw, uh, he said this on Fox News. Listen to this. Here we go. Uh, well, we need to know a couple of things. Number one, we need to know how the world's premier law enforcement agency managed to lose five months worth of text. And, and what's also troubling is in the text we do have, they're discussing how to avoid text being captured and secured. Yes. So they start talking in texts. Hey, let's let's avoid having our texts captured. Let's avoid being seen. Let Oh, yeah. Uh, Ron Johnson released two pages of stroke page messages from May 19th of 2017 that show the pair seemingly discussing the new Mueller investigation, whether they wanted to join. This is all from the Daily Caller. The messages show stroke and page discussed the historical significance of the investigation 
and its potential impact on their career trajectory. Stroke texted Page, a case which will be in the history books, maybe the most important case of our lives. And Stroke appeared to try to coax Page into joining the Mueller investigation. You would obviously excel in the team. Yeah. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Um, but again, Stroke suggested to Page he didn't want to take on the Mueller job because of his gut sense and concerns. There's no big there there. And then, of course, he's like, hey, we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't be texting anymore. You know, it's like we. Yeah. Uh, Stroke said about the his work on the Hillary Clinton investigation for me in this case, I personally have a sense of unfinished business. I unleashed it with the mid-year exam. That was the Hillary investigation. Now I need to fix it and finish it. MYE is mid-year exam code for the Clinton investigation. Page wrote, you shouldn't take this on. I promise you I would tell you if you should. So these, I mean, these are, they're in cahoots. And then let's do really quick Ron Johnson. Ron, we'll do more. You know what? I don't know if we have time. We'll do the Ron Johnson informer stuff in the next hour. Let's do one more, um, one more Trey Gowdy, number 19. What more that was discovered in these texts for these FBI agents? Listen to this. Here we go. So what's missing is important, but, but also what's there is important. It is manifest bias, not just against Trump, but against his kids, against his business interests. Mm. There's a text where they hope the Trump hotel fails. That is a level of bias that you rarely see and you never see from law enforcement officers. Going after all of them. Wow. Uh, 8.50. We'll continue. We'll talk about the informant. Uh, there's some more we need to get to in your reaction. I mean, this this is huge. Where's Jeff Flake and Martha McSally to talk about this? Where are they? Martha loves Trump so much. How come she's not outraged about this, right? Outraged about making sure her bill that she helped write would stop illegal immigrants and stuff like that and vote for me for senator. Yeah, where is it? Where is it? Hypocrite. We'll continue. It's KNST AM 792 sounds most. Stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 907, it's your morning ritual. Good job, Jasmine. Morning ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, emails, well, I should say texts, texts, 400 pages of texts showing uh, the disgraced FBI agent Stroke, Peter Stroke, and his mistress, FBI big shot lawyer, Lisa Page, show that uh, he really wasn't really into joining Mueller investigating Trump because he said there was no there there. His gut tells him there's really nothing there. Isn't that nice? Isn't that crazy? Uh, Texts also show that they wanted to fix the damage done by the Hillary Clinton investigation. Wait, what the hell does that mean? We will find out. We will find out. Also, FBI informants witnessing, spilling their guts now, and witnessing the secret society meetings, which FBI agent secret society meetings plotting to take down Trump after he won the election. Oh, yeah, we'll get to all that stuff. Second thing I think you need to know, Tucson Police Officers Association, that's the police union, 
They heard the show yesterday. Probably listen every day. Why wouldn't they? Who wouldn't listen to this show? And let me tell you, the people that don't listen to this show will be visited by my mother. Anyway, so they heard the show and they shared the interview that I did with those two brothers whose home was robbed. And TBD had horrible response time and like no response time and all kinds of stuff. Uh, They shared that on their Facebook page and said, we are frustrated as well because this is becoming the norm. It's not rare anymore. Uh, And it's all based on, well, policies at, at TPD. And that comes from the leader, Chief Chris Magnus, who hasn't tweeted in four days. This is his primary job. You do realize that, right? Does he know that? Making sure citizens are safe. Uh, He has no problem tweeting. Um, Oh, he tweeted an hour ago. An hour ago. He retweeted a story from governing, some Twitter thing, civilian oversight of policing as it is most commonly implemented simply hasn't met expectations. What the? uh, This guy gets it right when he speaks to how important it is for police chiefs and their command staffs to review reducing misconduct and their excessive use of violence as integral parts of their jobs. What is that? Again, what? What? Anyway, that's what he tweets about. He is silent about the horrific job based on his policies that is being provided for the people of this community. Anyway, they're frustrated. So it's there. Third thing I think you need to know is the city council voted to make a uh, the hands-free ordinance. They passed the hands-free ordinance, making it a primary offense. So if you're driving and your phone's to your ear, you can get a ticket for it in Tucson, just like Oro Valley and Pima County. Uh, Regina Romero is the only council person to vote against it. She said... She's against it because people of color and underrepresented communities suffer much more of these stops. So police is racist. Yeah. I wish he'd show the data and stuff like that. Whatever. They, they, yes, that's exactly what. What if they're actually, what if non-whites are actually holding their phones to their ears that much more? What? Exactly. Exactly. Three things I think you need to know. It's racial profiling. I can't hear them. Uh-huh. Them? Uh, by the way, can you, I, I, I just, it's really sad that um, the rest of the media is not going to do anything or pressure the police chief, the mayor, the council about the horrible police, the horrible um, response times from TPD. And it's not police officers faults. It's because they're being stuck in a bad position. Thanks to the policies of chief Magnus. There's not enough staffing. I mean, I got another one emailed to me, uh, an incident that happened. And it's it's just not a good situation. Um, I'll, I'll, let me just get this to you real quick. Then I'll go to the the texts and stuff like that. This is from a listener that I've met. Uh, he had an experience with Tucson police like the interview yesterday. Um, he said, we had fired an employee that was causing trouble. Threats toward workers, talking about her drug habits, etc. One month later, someone broke the front door with a pipe. He said, when I arrived to work, I called 911. They told me not to enter the building. But after two hours, I told him I was armed and I will clear the building if they can't. Two hours he was waiting. Finally, a female officer came after six hours and took a report. She was nice, and it seemed like she was just doing her job. I asked why it took so long to get there, and she said, quote, they were busy. Chief Magnus, keep tweeting about Jeff Flake, because he's ripping pres- you know, trying to rip President Trump. Way to go. It's your job. 
Nothing was really stolen, but it seemed as if someone wanted to inflict damage. So we fixed a glass door, which the company hosed us for 900 bucks, as they called it an emergency fee. We moved on. Two weeks later, same thing. Door broken with a piece of steel and damage to computer screens, etc. Nothing stolen. We called 911. They didn't want us to enter. But after an hour and a half, we came in armed and cleared the building. I stood outside and waited for TBD for five hours. When I saw a police car pull into the AMPM Mini Mart on Park and Benson. Pulled right in there. I called the police again. By this time, it was about the seventh call. And they said they were that all their officers were busy with more important calls. I told them I can see the overweight man in the AMPM. Minutes later, I see the officer exit with food and drinks, and then he drove to my shop. He doesn't do any investigation at all, and he is so out of shape, he's sweating profusely. He hands me a case number. I ask him if he wants to dust for prints off the bar or the glass. He says, nope, we don't find these types of criminals. I asked him, maybe he wanted to talk with our recently fired employee, and he said, no thanks, and drove off. The following months after that, we had homeless attack us. Some of them get mostly naked and bathe in the water puddles in front of the shop. Had prostitutes solicit us. Had someone defecate on our roll-up door. And worse, when the cops were called, they took forever and were not interested in fixing the problem. So eventually, had to move the shop for our own safety. Now, I'm a big, a big supporter of the police as I have lots of police and some FBI in my family. But I would never live in the bounds of TPD based on the crime we have seen and how a majority of the police interact with civilians. They basically quit before they even think of investigating. Thank God I live on the northwest side of town, and the rare times I have called the police in Marana for minor things, they're on it within minutes. For all the cops out there, yeah, doing their jobs the right way, I'm sorry for the few bad apples of departments that hurt your good name. TBD and its majority sucks. And by the way, that's why, I mean, look, you had the, the video that I put on, I shared on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. You'll see in Oro Valley, a bunch of horses, like eight wild horses crossed the Oracle Road and uh, decided to make a right-hand turn without signaling. And three Oro Valley cop cars were there in about 30 seconds. Oro Valley shows up to the scene of wild horses violating traffic laws more quickly than TPD when there's burglaries and... Uh, break-ins and all kinds of stuff now why isn't chief magnus saying anything or doing anything chief magnus we're at 3202 north oracle road oracle and fort lowell uh chief we're behind the quick trip where a lot of your officers stop in to get uh, drinks and food where are you so again now i bring this up also to say i don't think anybody else in the media will do anything about this because well, why would Bud Foster, the curmudgeon over there at Tucson News Now, with his, with his pants yanked up high to his nipples, why would that guy want to do anything that would upset any of his buddies on the city council, the mayor, the police chief? Why would he want to turn over a stone? He just, right, he just basically gets a press release they give out and says, okay, I'll repeat this verbatim on the airwaves. What do you need me to do? What do you need me to say? We're all buddies. Let's just do it. Uh, I don't think that they would do it. I don't, who knows? So, uh, yeah. What a story, huh? What a story. 880-KNST, 880-5678. It really is... It really is sad. Um, Now, it was bad before Chief Magnus, but he's only making it worse. And again, I can't stress this enough. The mayor, the city council, they interviewed Magnus. They hired him. They knew what they were getting. And they're okay with it. 
They're okay with it. So when dopes like Steve Kazachik, the city councilman, claim that his goal now, he wants, I want to listen, one of my first things, I want to make sure police get everything they need, we keep the community safe and blah, blah. BS, man. BS. Enough is enough. I think you're lying about that. I really do. I think you're lying. So the uh, TPO, and I feel bad for the officers in Tucson because they get stuck, man. What? A, why? That's why they lose people left and right. They're not hiring anymore. Um, uh, again, let me let me read for you uh, what Tucson police wrote on their Facebook page. Again, I shared that on my Facebook page, and you can see it there if you like and follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Gary Lewis Radio. Uh, TPOA uh, wrote about my my show. Callers called in about the slow or complete lack of response from TPD when they called 911. These situations are no longer a rare exception. They are becoming the norm. The TPOA is also extremely frustrated with our staffing levels that have been created by our retention issues. And we agree our city deserves better. So they are not happy with this at all. Uh, As uh, there's a comment on my Facebook page about this, when your police department is run by a social justice warrior, which is exactly what Chief Magnus is, who puts his political ambitions over the safety of the residents and the city council does nothing, you get poor service. TBD is full of good cops who are managed by lousy leadership. And it really, listen, if I was getting ripped on the radio and I knew it was wrong, I'd be the first person either calling in or making a visit saying, listen, let me get my side on there because this is, this is garbage, you're getting it wrong. It's amazing how Magnus is pulling a McSally and will not will not come on the show. Right? Will not come on the show. It's uh it's I can be tough on crime when you're afraid of a radio show. Right? 880 KNST 8805678. Uh you can you can comment. We can't have unsubstantiated personal stories about the chief on the air. That's I'm just letting you know. Anybody could say anything. And that's just not right. But if you, you know, are a police officer, have had interactions or whatever, want to make an opinion, feel free. But nobody wants to work there. And then again, let me tell you about the, uh, the Chiefs. Let me tell you about the Chiefs. Twitter, what he cares about the most. The Center for LGBTQ Young People opening on 4th Avenue. Very excited about that. Very excited about Jeff Flake ripping President Trump. Um, what else do we have? A strong turnout for Martin Luther King Day this morning. Very excited about that. Uh, Deputy Chief Kazmar and I are proud to join with our community, except you don't want to keep the community safe, right? So this is what's important to this guy. He is a social justice warrior. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Thousand percent right. Uh, we'll continue. We have to get uh, to the... The senators in deep trouble, Democratic senators, because of the tax reform and everything else that's going on, uh, as well, by the way, as more about this uh, this stroke text messages and the informant. We'll get to that. Wait to hear what Ron Johnson says about the informant that was there at the social, I'm sorry, at the uh, secret society meetings. It's coming up 920. We'll get to it in three minutes. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 924. State of the Union, to, it's 7 o'clock start local time. I lied. I'd get there at 6 if I were you at Mr. Ron's Tuesday. It's coming up six days from now, Tuesday. 7 o'clock start, State of the Union. I'll be there probably like 6.59 and 38 seconds because that's just how I roll. 
And uh, but I want you to be able to get a seat. We're going to have a State of the Union watching party. Uh, you know, it's great. It's loud. It's raucous. And when Trump talks, it's like a library. And then when he says something funny, it's like a football game or a, it's screw that stuff. like a hockey game and a goal. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mr. Ons, Oracle and Rudisil, we're going to have a State of the Union watching party there. And you can also hear the State of the Union if you can't get there on KNST AM 790. Uh, about 73 for the high today. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, it, yes or no, Ryan? Okay. So uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me just, I want to play something for you. Uh, this is, this is Trey Gowdy. This is something else he said in the interview. These are part of the 50,000 text messages that they have received. 50,000, according to Fox News. Some of the things that have raised concerns. Uh, Listen to Trey Gowdy. Here we go. What's also troubling to me is this text that Johnny Radcliffe found last night about this secret society. Now, I have no clue what that means because that was not the phraseology I used. But it's the day after the election. And it's the same two people that were discussing a little bit later in the text the damage they had done with the Clinton investigation and how they could, quote, fix it and make it right. Whoa. So, again, that is a big shot FBI agent in Peter Stroke texting his mistress, big shot FBI lawyer, Lisa Page, who once again, let me tell you her position. Chief legal counsel to the deputy director of the FBI. Wow. Fix it. Fix it. What does that even mean? Fix it. Well, they want to repair something. Like, yeah, her lies. Uh huh. Or something. I mean, it's. I, I, that's just crazy. Your mind starts going at that point, doesn't it? So you have that. Let's go play Ron Johnson real quick. Ron Johnson, a senator from Wisconsin, a Republican senator. Um, Ron Johnson. Should I uh, set you up with a tinfoil hat, by the way? Don't do it. You can join us. No. No. We're right. (laughs) Number 20, Ron Johnson on Fox with Brett Barry yesterday. Here we go. What this is all about is further evidence of corruption, more than bias, but corruption at the highest levels of the FBI and that secret society. We have have an informant that's talking about a a group that were holding secret meetings off-site. There's so much smoke here, there's so much suspicion. Let's let's stop there. A secret society, secret meetings off-site of the Justice Department. Correct. And you have an informant saying that? Yes. Is there anything more about that? No, we have to dig into it. That's that's. This is not a distraction. Again, this is this is bias, potentially corruption at the highest levels of the FBI that is now investigating. And now this. And, and by the way, uh, Robert Mueller mm-hmm. used to run the FBI. Uh, he is n- in no position to do an investigation over this kind of misconduct. So I think at this point in time, we probably should be looking at a special counsel to undertake this investigation. But Congress is going to have to continue to dig. Oh, baby. Oh, informants, spilling beans, all of this stuff. I love it. Uh, and this is this is crazy, by the way. You want to talk about like inside stuff? I mean, is this where people get whacked? I mean, are they going to try to take out President Trump? Is this, is this what's going to happen? Oh. 
So and, I can get you that hat yeah, then, right? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, again, what I want to where is the outrage from Jeff Flake? He's standing up for illegal aliens all over the place. Why doesn't he stand up for the corruption that's happening? Stand up against it. Where Martha McSally loves Trump so much. So much. But she hasn't said a word about this. She's not outraged. How could she not be outraged? Well, she's a fraud. It's That's all why. it's all against Don Donald Trump. That's why mm. it's against the president. They don't. I, like. I know, but she she allegedly likes him. She loves the guy. She's out there fifty five times a day. Won't come on this. She canceled the interview on this show because I was going to ask actual questions. And they're not gotcha reply. questions. Yeah. They're just questions. Yeah. Um, but she and you still haven't got a reply. No, when you nothing. said come back on again. Yeah, yeah, not zero. So she'll go on and she'll start talking like this really loud and she can talk about her bill that's going to really just do a good job and she's part of it. She's one of four people and she... Uh-huh. Nothing about this. Uh, let's get some positive news. Uh, Breitbart has this uh, in the Morning Consult poll. Morning Consult, that's for Politico, right? Senator rankings. Nine vulnerable Democratic senators up for re-election in November. Democratic senators... Nine of them up for re-election in states where Trump won. Uh-oh. They are seeing declines in their net approval ratings between the first quarter of 2017 and the fourth. Why? Because Trump got tax reform done. He's doing a good job. And they, they tried to fight him. Senator John Tester, a Democrat, Democratic senator, again, from Montana. His net approval has dropped 18%. 18% from the beginning of 2017 to the end. Democratic Senator Heidi Heitkamp. North Dakota, her net approval dropped 11%. Those could be wins for the Republicans. So you can start racking them up. Senator Bob Casey, Pennsylvania, Democratic senator, his approval rating has dropped 9%. He was plus 20, now he's plus 11. Senator Claire McCaskill, that's a very winnable one, in Missouri, flyover country, baby. Her net approval has dropped 8%. She's gone from plus 8 in the first quarter to 0 Zero approval rating in the second quarter. Oh my God. Joe Manchin dropped eight points from going plus 24 to plus 16. Goes on and on. Joe Donnelly, Indiana, Democratic senator, dropped 6%, 20 to 14. Democratic senator Tammy Baldwin, Wisconsin, dropped 6%. She was plus six. Now she is zero, zero percent approval rating. Senator Sherrod Brown, Ohio, dropped 4%, 22 down to 18. Bill Nelson dropped 2%, 27 to 25. Debbie Stabenow, Senator Debbie Stabenow, we've had stuff with her. She's a nut. Uh, up for re-election, she's the only one uh, who has not seen a decline in net approval. She remains at plus nine. Plus nine. Um, there could be some big-time pickups, by the way, some big-time pickups. Um, Jeff Flake, 49% disapprove. 32% approve, 3% no opinion. And he still says something. He, like, he tweets stuff that nobody cares about. John McCain's even. 44% disapprove, 44% 40, do approve. So there you go with that. All right, so we'll continue. 932, 880-KNST, 880-5678 uh, if you want to comment. Uh, we got to get to this story, what the feds are spending. I've been teasing this too. What the feds are spending, uh, a lot of money to fight um, fat shaming. That, and I got to get back to the uh, the Vagina March and more sound bites because those are just epic. Those are so good. Uh, the Women's March in Los Angeles, you want to talk about dumb and violent and insane and ignorant men and women. We'll get to it. 
Here's the latest right now on KNST from Fox. He's from New York, and he starts telling me he hates Trump. And my wife's like, here we go. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is what we don't need. We don't need more people from New York that leave New York because of the horrible tax policies they have and everything else to come out here and screw this place up. Like, you left for a reason, genius. It wasn't just the weather. And he was like in upstate New York where it's like a frozen tundra. So anyway, um, I bring this up also because... He was very upset that the property tax didn't pass to have all these fields built because he's a coach and all this. I'm like, do you know about the golf course and all this other stuff? And he really didn't know much about it. And I was explaining, but it's just so tomorrow I hope he's listening because I'm going to bring up all that stuff. Okay. And it's going to be entertaining as hell. So there you go. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, I can't say it enough. Uh, Emails. Well, actually, I'm sorry, texts, texts show 50,000, Fox says there's 50,000 texts out. Members of Congress have these texts between uh, Stroke, the FBI agent, and his FBI lawyer mistress. And in it, he basically admits there's nothing to this Russia-Trump thing, so I don't really think I need to be part of the the investigation into Trump, Mueller's investigation. Of course, he did join it, and Mueller canned him when he found out that he had so much anti-Trump text going on, but uh, whatever, it's there. And then Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, said, hey, uh, I have an informant who was there and witnessed the secret society meetings with FBI agents trying to plot against Trump. Uh Oh, I mean, it's going to come out. Second thing I think you need to know, Tucson Police Officers Association is their union, uh, agreed with you and me, very upset at the interview that I did yesterday, not upset that I did it, frustrated that uh, there is a horrible response time, if at all from Tucson police officers because they're put in a bad position because of the way it's run by the city council, the mayor, and the police chief. And they said this, unfortunately, these horrific response times are now the norm. They're not rare. And nothing from Magnus or anybody else. And I know he's listening. And again, you could be here, man. It's four hours every day. Answer it. Maybe give us a rate. You know what? I can't find people to, to do the job. We're short step. This is why. But, but there's got to be a reason or you just don't care. Take time out of visiting the LGBTQ Center on 4th Avenue and say why crime is so high, Magnus. Uh, Third thing I think you need to know. Regina Romero was the only council person to vote against Tucson being a hands-free, so a.k.a. Matt Lauer-free, hands-free town. You can't drive around with your phone in your hand anymore. You can get a ticket right away. That's what it is. She was against it. She said it invites racial profiling and targets poor people more. So she says cops are racist and Magnus isn't there to say, no, they're not. Three things I think you need to know. Oh, by the way, I got a great email um, about the uh, about the horses. Uh, from James, Horses on Oracle. Because if you can go to my Facebook page, you like it and follow it, you'll see the video. It's on like 83,000 views. It's these horses up on uh, Oracle Road in Oro Valley crossing the road at the light, by the way, not jaywalking. They did it at the right time when it was red and on one way and green on the other. But they uh, made a right turn down a road without signaling. So three Oro Valley ninja cops show up to write them tickets. So I get this. After we spent God knows how many millions on it, why the hell didn't the horses use the animal bridge? <laughs> I, I thinking, asked you that. I know. I was thinking that. It wasn't that far north on Oracle. I, I know they couldn't. They probably could jump right over the little fencing. They want to keep the coyotes off. Uh, I don't ask them. That's a good question. It was like $11 million. By the way, that was voted on. Oh no, seven, $7 million. It was either seven or 11. I think it was seven. the bridge to nowhere. Okay. Uh, it's up in Catalina. That was voted on by the people, by the way, with the RTA. 
And has anyone checked their immigration status? <laughs> yeah, no. What do you want? Uh, all right, let's play some uh, some fun stuff. Uh, in Los Angeles, they had an angry women march. The women march, the vagina march. Guys were there. They were infiltrating. Whatever. Uh, in Tucson, it was only it was wasn't a vagina march. It was uh, a trillion pieces of kindness or something like that. That's what. It, yeah, and they were giving out like rocks. I swear to God, they were getting the ladies like, I collect rocks too. I hope they bought those rocks. They're in my head. Yeah, I know. So let's hear this. Let's hear the violent stuff first from the, uh, and again, nothing from the media. It's only Trump people that are violent and stuff like that, right? Sure. Uh, This is the LA Women's March. Number nine, here is some some girl that wasn't hugged enough growing up at the march with a sign. Here we go. Uh, What does your sign say? It says, kill Donald Trump, and then it says, kill Mike Pence, and then it says, it's guillotine time, what is uh, what does it mean? I think that we should kill Donald Trump, and then we should also kill Mike Pence because I wouldn't want him in office either. But it's the Trump people that are violent. Uh, she continues, number ten, her perfect uh, view of life. Here we go. I'm not here to support like somebody's like capitalist, like trying to make money off of the struggles of women and like women of yeah. color and like people of color in this country. Like I'm. I'm actually upset. Like I'm like. What is your ideal political or social structure? Um, <laughs> communist utopia. But I mean, that's like that's pretty hard to. That's pretty yeah, hard that's to pretty do. Hard to- communist utopia. Try saying that in a communist utopia. You get whacked. Genius. Uh, okay, let's go eleven now. Let's. Oh no, it's number eight. Why are protesters there? They really smart people. This is a nice cross section. Men, women, dopes. And, and other dumb people. Here we go. Cool. And uh, what are you protesting Trump for? Uh, you know, he's a conservative. I don't like conservatism. Basically everything that he stands on as a platform, to be honest. What about you? What do you disagree with, with Trump so far? Well, I worked for a tribe for a lot of time, so about five years. So a lot of negativity towards the tribes. Um, I'm not down with that. And also, uh, you know, just the bullshit. What is mm. it the number one reason that everyone's here? Um. Mm-hmm. What brings you here today? Yep. Um. Um. Everything. I do see okay. a lot of great people here who do feel empowered, but you don't oh, have God. to be empowered by hating other people, <laughs> by hating people that don't don't agree with you politically, by hating the president. To <laughs> me, that's not true empowerment. That's weakness in disguise of empowerment. I got Pause ahead it. of people uh, because... Put down the hacky sack, dude, and let's talk. Uh, by the way, whenever they found somebody, why are you here? He's like shooting fish in a barrel, man. There's lots of chicks. <laughs> I need a date. I right, go back just a little bit. This is this guy that is upset that he's a white man. Here we go. That's weakness in disguise of empowerment. I got ahead of people because of my position as a white male. I think that the people that need to stand up are people that have the power to say something, like myself. And I think that's what's going to help change things. So many creative people, tens of thousands of amazing signs. Imagine if we took that creative energy and that energy to, to create things and we like built an ark or built a spaceship. Oh, we yeah. could probably be on that Mars guy. by now if we took this energy and put mm-hmm. it towards something very productive. Beautiful, baby. Wind, I, wind turbines. But at what point did that guy goes, wait a minute, I got a mansion and a nice car <laughs> and it's given to me? Why? Because I'm white? The other one, yeah. Come on. Uh, let's do more. 
Trump being racist. Number 11. Examples of it. Uh, geniuses at the Vagina March in L.A. Here we go. What are some of the racist things he's done that makes you concerned about him being the president? I mean, the fact that he's done, he's like repealed all these um, protect uh, yeah. um, uh, uh. sort of stuff that's supposed to protect <laughs> immigrants in this country. Protect um, It's like so hypocritical, too. It, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, Do we need any yeah. immigration reform, though. Um, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to speak on that. You know, these women are setting other women back decades. Like if I, if you're a normal woman with a brain, you hate these women. They're making women look dumb. All right. Uh, let's do uh why? Oh, you didn't fix the qualified one. That's all right. Okay. Uh, let's do the economics one. 13. I love the economics one right here. Arguing over Trump's impact on the economy. Here we go. The economy he's, is kind of irrelevant. I mean, the stock market right. was increasing before he came in. Uh, there's some. Yes, it was. I mean, uh, doubt the, the, the graphs are going like this. No, 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 it wasn't. I've been I've, I've got my full pension invested. And it's probably made, what, 30 percent this year, I'm sure. It's been increasing for the last five years. It's but it's ever faster than it has recently. Gener- the most recent increases are completely untrustworthy. There you go. Untrust. The market's going up. Do not trust it. Obama printed money. Much easier to trust. Uh, let's, uh, oh, I like this one. This, this stone guy says it's not a woman's march. Number 14. We didn't do that one. Here we go. This is beautiful. Here we go. I love this. Everyone's been very kind, but I have to be honest. This is not a woman's march. No. It is a... Pro-Democrat, pro-Obama, pro-Kamala Harris, pro-Cory Booker, okay. pro-Obama, okay. strongly anti-Trump, oh. uh, Planned Parenthood, support group, rally, march. Uh, it's just not a woman's march because it's hmm. only if you watch CNN and MSNBC and believe the Democrats, it's it's a march for women and men who do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's, we, we have time for some more. Um, let's do the tribe stuff again. We have tribes here. 16, 16, the chick with the tribe. Why Trump hurts the tribe or how? Here we go. Listen, here we go. I'm an archaeologist for a, a tribe, and, you know, the tribal voice needs to be heard as yeah, well. Yeah, it does. What are some things that are um, happening with the tribes that you want to want to share? I don't think that they're being treated equally. They're being, you know, let down. And they were first the first people here being a native myself. Makes sense. What are some of the ways that are being let down or like what we can do to help them? Um. <laughs> she had um, nothing. She had nothing. Last one. Last one. In 17. Uh, the, some woman had a picture of, the, uh, of, a, of a Middle Eastern woman wearing an American flag hijab. And, uh, you know, these women should be supporting the women that were standing up to the regime, the terrorist regime in Iran. But they never did that. Listen to what happens. This is an iconic image now. It's the woman in the uh, American flag hijab, correct? Um, is this alluding to something that's going on in Iran, the protests in Iran, is that part of the same thing? No, it's the comments that the current president has made about Muslims. Um, mm-hmm. Using the hijab in an image like this would almost incite a bad feeling within like the Muslim community and Muslim women who are oppressed by the hijab? Um, so, obviously, I'm not Muslim, so I feel like I can't, I can't speak for Muslim women, but I did take a Middle Eastern Studies class this past semester, and one of the things I learned is that the hijab... Um, really got a negative image from um, white colonists. There you go. White. You're off the hook, buddy. Apparently it's me, even though my, my 
Family didn't get here until the early 1900s, but what, whatever. You know, everything is breaking my way today. I don't have to worry about getting pulled over for having a cell phone on my head. White colonists are to blame for everything else. You and else. your brown privilege. That's right. Damn it. You want a taco? It's only Wednesday. I'll like get tacos. you one anyways. 954, we'll continue. That video's on my page at knst.com.